It's religion today, it's ideology today, and our secularist friends also have a faith. Some kind of Disneyland fantasy. I know how this is going to get heard in the secular world. Where the pseudo-Christian masks are off. That's nonsense, ladies and gentlemen. Apologetics isn't just about giving answers to other people's questions. It's also about learning to question other people's answers or even question the question itself. In a Christian worldview. Well, welcome to Quantum number 158, the podcast that looks at the world, news, culture, sport, everything uh, through a, a Christian worldview. And we've got listeners all over the world. And somebody asked me if we could say something about the situation in this country. So let's just follow our practice of playing a national anthem and let's see if you recognize this one. sounds, um, dare I say it, it sounds awfully Soviet, and that's because it is. It is the Belarusian national anthem. Um, For those of you who don't speak Belarusian, it says, we Belarusians are peaceful people, wholeheartedly devoted to our motherland. We are faithful friends, growing up and living in a hardworking and independent family. Glory to the blessed name of our land, glory to the brotherly union of people. Oh, our beloved motherland, live long and prosper. Well, Belarus is not prospering and hasn't for many years. Nation between Poland and Russia, I think Lithuania and Latvia uh, to the north as well, Ukraine to the south, 207,000 square kilometres, 9.3 million people, capital Minsk, 60% would profess to be religious, the 40% non-religious are because of the atheist indoctrination during the Soviet era. Most of the religious people would profess to be uh, Orthodox, some are Catholic, and there are 350 different Protestant groups, most of them very small. I remember once being asked to go to Belarus, and I've been very happy to do so, some Belarusian brothers and sisters. It was one of the greatest invites I've ever had because they spoke to me and they said, Dave, you come to us, you're okay. As a foreigner, you only go to jail for two weeks for preaching the gospel. So I haven't been yet. I'd love to go. Um, And we pray for Belarus. And the reason it's in the news, uh, for those of you who are aware, that international concern is growing after an activist who helped dissenters was found dead near his home in Ukraine, in Kiev, uh, Vitaly Shishov. Uh, There's a Belarusian Olympic sprinter has sought asylum after refusing to fly back to Minsk. Um, and then there's the opposition leader Svetlana Tikhanovskaya. Uh, she's in Lithuania at the moment. And she, she actually was in the UK this week speaking with Boris Johnson. And, and she's had to have police pr- protection. Now, it is something to pray for, to pray for peace in that land. Uh, I, I think it's legitimate to pray that Lukashenko should be removed. Um, he's a dictator and the immense amount of harm that has been done to his own people. It's it's a situation to watch though very 
closely because uh, it, it's more complex than even than I'm suggesting. But pray, we pray for Belarus. And to our Belarusian friends, including the professor from Belarus who was working on the constitution and who attended uh, my church in Dundee several times, you shall remain nameless for obvious reasons. But yeah, you were right. You need a country that is founded on a Christian constitution, as does Iran. Um, there's a fascinating and disturbing release from NATO saying that they join allies in strongly condemning the recent fatal attack on the ship Mercer Street off the coast of Oman and express the condolences to Romania and the United Kingdom for the losses they have suffered. The Iranians deny they have anything to do with this, but the, the NATO statement says the United Kingdom, the United States and Romania have concluded that Iran is highly likely responsible for this incident. And it does appear as though Iran is stepping up a number of destabilizing actions in the region. Then let's go to Peru, where the new president, Pedro Castillo, who's the fifth president in three years in the 200th anniversary of the country's independence. He's been elected with a very much minority in the parliament. He's left-wing and is the first left-winger in government for a while. He's promising an end to corruption and a new constitution. Uh, the big issue in Peru, as in many countries, but especially Peru, is the coronavirus epidemic. And uh, it's interesting, again, that Peru has had one of the strictest lockdown policies and it has not worked. He said in his declaration before Congress, I swear by the people of Peru for a country without corruption and for a new constitution. Well, we can only pray that that is the case. And I, I knew I would come to regret this, having said we wouldn't be covering anything about <laughs> the Olympics every time I've mentioned it. They do seem to have been going um, surprisingly somewhat well. Uh, what, what I love, and this is a very unusual thing, is I, maybe this is wrong, but I've heard more and more athletes from all over the world went professing their faith. And here's a wonderful Welshman, Daniel Jervis. Deep down, I wanted the British record, and uh, you know, that's held by a Welshman, and uh, it's going to be beat by a Welshman, me, soon. Um, <laughs> yeah, I wanted it to be tonight, but, you know. It'll be sometime in the future. It'll be sometime in the future, and, you know, Fantastic. I just, uh, you know, I want to thank my village, obviously, of Resolvan. I want to thank my, my church, Sardis Baptist Church, Ammonford uh, Church in uh, Ammonford, who have uh, really been supportive of me, and everyone back home has been praying for me, you know, and I, I'm proud of a lot of things in my life, but the thing I'm most proud of in my life, I'm a, I'm a Christian, you know, and obviously God was with me tonight, and uh, yeah, I'm just really grateful to be representing him. <laughs> Don't you just love the fact that he thanks two churches? And there, there's many others as well, but I, I, I did like Sydney McLaughlin, the American athlete, who, uh, after she sets a new world record, says this, records come and go, but the glory of God is eternal. I no longer run for self-recognition, but to reflect his perfect will that is already set in stone. I don't deserve anything, but by grace through faith, Jesus has given me everything. There is a sense which, in which the Olympics are a microcosm of the best and the worst in humanity. Uh, on the worst side, sexual promiscuity in these Olympics is the same as in every other Olympics. The organisers provided, I think, 150,000 free condoms, as if the athletes couldn't provide for their own. 
let's come to where, where we go now. Or oh, let's come to Australia. And as we think about technology. Now, this is a big story. I think this is a big story. YouTube has decided to cancel Sky News for a week. Now, why has it done that? Because it says it's spreading misinformation about COVID. Now, Sky News is not doing that. It does debate issues. It's not doing that. Free speech is under constant attack. Uh, the I think women are under constant attack by the transgender ideology. Uh, the American Medical Association, for example, removed uh, recommended removing sex designation from birth certificates. And you get all of that and all the stuff that we're allowed to see on YouTube and all the abuse and all the violence and the anti-Semitism and the racism. And yet here is a Californian-based group of multimillionaires who are determining what viewers in Australia can or cannot listen to. Now, I think it's uh, I was a columnist in the Australian who said it's arbitrary, subjective, opaque, and foreign, and it is. If if YouTube were Chinese or Russian owned, we'd probably have a much greater outcry. But there should be an outcry about this. Free speech is a principle that should be upheld at all times, not just when we support the speaker or, or we oppose the person who's being censored. And I feel it with this. I, I feel that what I'm doing with this podcast, there's a couple of times YouTube have just pulled it. Why? What, what right do they have to do that? And why should we encourage that? Anyway, speaking of COVID, let's come on to Indonesia, where there have been 100,000 deaths now. And the situation in Indonesia is really serious. In the United Kingdom, on the other hand, this, this one amazes me, and I'm still waiting for all the people who tweeted, and I saw plenty of them, the end is nigh, Boris Johnson has done a really bad thing. Um, just, you know, we're going to go, we were told 1,200 scientists wrote and said, we're the scientists, we know we're going to have 100,000 per day, if not 200,000 per day cases. Well, two weeks later, and we're down to 20,000 cases per day. Be careful. Um, I think a lot of, you know, there, there are two extremes here. The one extreme is not to listen to any experts and dismiss everyone who's who says they're an expert, but maybe we don't agree with what they're saying or don't like what they're saying and we just dismiss them. That That's one extreme. I guess the other extreme is this, is to go, oh, yeah, well, we have to listen to the experts. We have to listen to the scientists. Listen, scientists are human and biased the same as everybody else. We just need to be careful. And now uh, here we are in Sydney and we're, what, this fifth or sixth week of lockdown? I think we've got at least another month. Um, we, it's now beyond our control. I think it always was anyway, but um, it's now almost entirely dependent on getting enough vaccines in the next few weeks. Um, Victoria, the, the Delta variant has changed everything. Victoria is now into its sixth lockdown. Now, I've, I feel sorry for people in Victoria because this will be your future for years because we're going to have COVID for years and the vaccines at most, at most, are 90% effective. If, if you go into lockdown every time there's half a dozen people who catch COVID, then you, you're going to be stuck, really stuck. And then there are people who protest about it. Now, there's a couple of things I want to mention here. Uh, this, this letter from, 
in, published in the Australian press. Just listen to this. I am a 78-year-old widow who chose to exercise in the centr Sydney Central Business District on Saturday. I wore a sign saying, not happy, Gladys. I was alone, I am fully vaccinated, and I was wearing a mask. I was stopped by police and asked what I was doing. I said I was exercising within 10 kilometres of my home, which is true. They told me I was not allowed to wear a sign while exercising. But both they and I were very respectful, but I was arrested. Can you believe this? I was arrested on the grounds that as I did not normally exercise in the CBD and was wearing a sign, I was protesting and not exercising. This is not the country that I grew up in. And the really sad thing is that there'll be so many who have been intimidated into cringing cowardice and who will just say of me, stupid old biddy serves her right for not just being obedient. That there says it all. In Scotland, I'll tell you what says it all. Well, listen to this. That, I, I knew it would exist on the internet. That is Christian uh, electro dance music, apparently. Um, not something I'm really into, but I guess if you go... Uh, the reason I'm playing it here is this. The Scottish government. This is madness, but never mind. It's par for the Scottish government. They've decreed that they're down... Level zero's finished, and it's now apparently a negative level, and... Uh, the way that they use words and so on. But you still have to wear a mask in church. You still have to wear a mask in shops. You still have to wear a mask indoors. Except, except when you're standing at a bar or clubbing. So you can be a young person. In other words, the group most likely to catch COVID now. Least likely to be vaccinated. You can be hundreds of you in a sweaty club dancing with masks off. And that's considered, this is what the science says, that's okay. But you could be in a church, 20 of you in a building that holds 200, spread out, socially distanced, all fully vaccinated. You still have to wear a mask. Yeah. All right, um, this uh, always reminds me of something and I hope it reminds you too.
Of course, that's the scene from Schindler's List, one of the greatest films ever made. And this is an interesting story. A hundred-year-old former god at the Sachsenhausen Nazi concentration camp near Berlin is facing trial 76 years after the end of the Second World War. I suspect this will be the last of these. He's not been named because German law doesn't allow you to do it, but he's charged with being an accessory to murder in three and a half thousand cases. He worked there from 1942 to 1945. Um, he will appear in court for two to two and a half hours a day. Is that right? I think it's absolutely right. I don't see, whatever your age, being involved in that kind of thing. No, I think that is ethically right. Uh, what's not ethically right? Well, a couple of other things. Um, NHS trusts this week, several of them have said that male sex offenders who identify as female can be placed in women-only wards. Uh, I found it interesting that one senior politi politician, Javid, Sajid Javid, said, well, we, we want you know, to go by people's feelings, really. You know, we don't want people to feel uncomfortable. Yeah, but who's right? Because I'm a woman and I got a sex offender in the bed next to me. I'm sorry. I don't feel too good about that. Or BBC Women's Hour, who got rid of their wonderful presenter, Jenny Murray, and, and uh, because she wasn't pro-transgender, they've now got a program. Can you believe this? What's the best way to inform teenagers about porn? Should there be age-appropriate porn, as has been suggested, so they can learn about consent? There we go. BBC Women's Hour. Not only not defending women in terms of gender, but now giving sucker to an industry, industry inverted commas, which exploits women. It's enough to make you weep, as I hope is this. Listen to this wonderful music. That is Bibroch, the wonderful Scottish classical bagpiping. It is classical, and I love Bibroch. Now, it, it, it's very much an acquired taste, and I don't expect you to acquire it. Basically, just take that and think of it for about 20 minutes. But that came to mind with... Uh, one of you sent me this, which is lovely. This is here in Australia, in Petersham Park. A notice was put up on the park. Dear Bagpiper... I understand lockdown is hard and we all need a creative outlet. However, it's been eight days and I'm not sure how much more bagpiping I can take. Please consider taking a day off every now and then. It would be greatly appreciated. Sincerely. I, I, I was a struggling pupil. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I feel your pain. I used to live with a bagpiper. Um, and then some sad news. Uh, the bass player in this group died.
That is uh, ZZ Top, and it was Dusty Hill. Um, interesting in reading about him, said he believed in God but didn't know who he actually was. And that conveys to me again the urgency of getting the message over about God being found in Jesus Christ. But love ZZ Top. They've, they're the guys who originally made beards cool. They'd make great Calvinists. Okay, let's just a couple of church things. Great news about Kenneth Ferguson. Well, who he? He's an elder of the Free Church. He was CEO of the Robertson Trust, and he was fired by them because of his views on marriage and uh, abortion. The trust lied. They cited performance issues, but he went to court, and they have found in his favour. Um, she, uh, her, his boss. Sean McPherson had said, why have you rented the building to the free church? And anyone but the free church, they don't believe in same-sex marriage. And she was incandescent with rage. Now, here's the important thing. The tribunal said that the issues of the belief of the claimant with which he was associated were involved and his beliefs on marriage are protected. And it is lawful to hold such beliefs and to express them and not to be discriminated against because of them. Great. Not such good news just coming in, and I, I can't really say anything more than just tell you it, that Brian Houston, the founder and leader of Hillsong Church, has now, today, as I'm recording this, been charged by New South Wales police for allegedly concealing child sexual abuse committed by his father. Now, the abuse that his father committed is incredibly serious. Uh, if Brian did conceal that, you can understand it in terms of his father, but it cannot be justified, and we wait to see what happens. But again, it's just a really sad story. So much going on in the world. Is this it? It's the end of the world as we know it. It's the end of the world as we know it. It's the end of the world as we know it. And I feel fine. That's REM. It's the end of the world as we know it. Um, and the reason I'm playing that is here in Australia, Tasmania has been ranked one of the top five places in the world to survive a global collapse. Um, the others, by the way, are New Zealand, Iceland, Ireland, and the United Kingdom. Okay, so if you're in the UK, you're in Tasmania, it's the place to go. Let me mention just a couple more things before we go. Uh, our podcast, I'm working through my top 10 podcasts, and number seven is one that I've uh, it's just come in recently. Uh, it is, I'm mentioning it just now because it is utterly brilliant. It is at both the same time depressing stimulating, encouraging, angering, but it's just brilliantly done. It is the rise and fall of Mars Hill. When a small group of us started what would become Mars Hill in 1996, we could not have dreamed it would be what it is today. You know, I was in the blogosphere for 10 years and I knew for a fact that my numbers shot through the roof whenever I blogged about Rob Bell or Mark Driscoll. 
there's a few guys, but if I wasn't going to end up on CNN, I would go Old Testament on them. There's very real chronic trauma that comes from serving within systems like this. Why does this story play out in other churches? Why are we not looking at the deep-seated reasons for this? Nothing will change some of the amazing things that happened at Mars Hill. And nothing can change the pain and hurt and devastation that also people experienced at Mars Hill. The Rise and Fall of Mars Hill. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. And there is so much to learn from it. Uh, I'm so commend Christian today for for, for do, Christianity Today for doing that. Really, re- just a marvelous, must listen to podcast. Okay, um, you know I always like to just think about it in terms of the you know the end of the world and you know troubles in the church and all the different things. I, I think that what, what have non-Christians got to look forward to? Nothing. Oblivion. Nothingness. Disaster. 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 Whereas we, as believers, look forward to the renewal of all things. We long for Christ to come. We long for sin to be gone. We long for no more death, no more tears. And that's true for every single believer. And I'm just appealing to those of you who are listening and you're not Christians. Find it. Find it. Don't be like Dusty Hill saying you don't know. If you don't know, find. And those of us who are Christians, surely we can go along with this last song. This is Alison Krauss. There must be a reason. One of the most beautiful songs you will ever hear in your life. The only thing that could make it better would be the bagpipes playing with it. But this is just gorgeous. You got any comments, news? Thanks again for all of those, uh, all of you who've responded and uh, the number of listeners in Malaysia in particular, which is wonderful. But thank you for all, for all who've responded. Criticisms welcome as well. Comments, news. Uh, if you want to help support us on the Podbean fundraiser, please do so. Uh, links to many of these stories will be found on the blog, theweeflee.com. Uh, God bless you and see you next week. I've seen